Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. So Obama shot down the Keystone Pipeline. End of story, right? Not by a long shot. Today on Parts Per Billion, Canadian oil pipelines in a post-Keystone world. Hello and welcome to Parts Per Billion, a new environmental policy podcast from Bloomberg BNA. I'm your host, David Schultz. On each episode of Parts Per Billion, we'll feature interesting discussions about what's happening in Congress, in the courts, and in federal agencies. We'll cover everything from air pollution to toxic chemicals to corporate sustainability and, of course, climate change. Today, we'll be heading north of the border to talk about the Canadian oil industry. You might think the industry would be in retreat. I certainly did. Not only is the price of oil relatively low right now, but in November, the Obama administration rejected the Keystone XL pipeline project, which would have moved around three-quarters of a million barrels of oil a day from Canada to the U.S. But really, it's just the opposite, according to Bloomberg BNA's Alan Kofsky. Alan has been covering the energy industry for years, and in a recent story, he reported on three new Canadian pipeline projects that could one day transport more than three times the amount of oil than Keystone ever would have. Alan says the current price of oil isn't really having much of an effect on these projects. There are big plans for very long, large pipeline projects. Because those take some time, there's not much worry about current prices, simply because prices normally fluctuate and they're expected to at least partially recover. How much they recover, uh, nobody knows. One of the things that you noted is that right now, most of the oil that's, that comes from Canada gets exported to the U.S., but that if these pipelines, which would go to the, I guess, the Pacific coast and the Atlantic coast are, are completed, that there'd be a lot of oil that would be, instead of going to the U.S., would be going to Asia and Europe. For the United States, it actually would be a reduction in tensions over cross-border oil movements. That was the big fight over the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, there would be less likelihood of, of the need for such a, a political fight if they're exporting from their east and west coasts. At the same time, it does mean for Canadians less dependence on the United States and less reliance on U.S. political wins. They can find uh, China, Japan, South Korea happy to buy their oil. They can find Europeans happy, happy to buy their oil. So they wouldn't need to worry about whether or not a future president would revive the Keystone deal or would keep it sort of dormant. That wouldn't matter as much. Correct. If they get those pipelines, at least some of those pipelines built, they don't need to build them all they should have plenty of buyers to shop around among. Compared to Keystone, politicians, activists, and yes, the news media in the U.S. have paid barely any attention to these other pipelines. Why? They don't need a presidential permit for a cross-border point. So what happens in the United States is almost beside the point. 
I mean, there's, there are still concerns, legitimate concerns, about negotiating uh, international agreements over climate change and limiting greenhouse gases. But uh, the, the economic importance of these things to Canada uh, is very significant. By taking the concern about a presidential decision in the U.S. out of the equation makes it much uh, more likely that these projects could go ahead. Let's talk about the political situation within Canada. You write that the environmental activists who worked, you know, pretty vociferously against Keystone are in a much worse position on these other pipelines that are, are wholly within Canada. Why is that? It's partly because of the importance of those pipelines to the development of Alberta's natural resources. Canada, to a very large extent, is a, is a nation that sells its natural resources, timber, oil and gas, the uh, mining products, and so on. Uh, they can't just say, oh, we'll do something else. We'll build computers. It's not that simple. So it's, it's very important, especially to Alberta, that the oil and gas development continue there. So I guess the, the economic importance is what's different here for, for these other pipelines. Economic importance and the, the, the sort of general understanding within Canada that while the different parties have differing degrees of concern about the environment, they all support the idea of careful development of the resources. In other words, even though left-of-center politicians are in control now in Canada, scaling back oil drilling there, the whole keep-it-in-the-ground idea, that's not happening. Both the federal government and the Alberta provincial government tilt a little more to the left. They don't tilt so far that they want to say keep it in the ground. What they want to say is develop it carefully. That means reducing the amount of emissions that come from the development process. And that can be done. It's being done in the United States. It's being done in uh, probably uh, most places in the world where oil and gas are coming out of the ground. It'll be interesting to see uh, the extent to which the uh, environmental activists can at least influence the, the way these projects develop. Uh, they're especially concerned about the oil sands, or what uh, is also called tar sands. But those are 97% of the estimated oil resources in Canada. There's little likelihood that they won't be further developed, and the environmental activists probably understand that and have to figure out how they can at least influence the development. I wanted to ask you finally about uh, the price of oil and how that's affecting everything, all of this. You know, we're, we're not at historic lows anymore, but we were recently, uh, and oil certainly is not anywhere near where it was, uh, you know, just five years ago. You know, how do you see that affecting this movement to either prevent oil development or to at least change the way that oil development happens? Well, primarily it slows things down. And as it slows things down, there can be more concern developed for how to handle it once things might pick up speed again. So those slowdowns allow some time for people to devote more attention to finding better technologies and better processes for trying to minimize the emissions and the oil spills uh, that come from development. The slowdowns don't stop things, in other words. They delay things. Bloomberg BNA Energy reporter Alan Kovsky. For more of his reporting on the oil and gas industry, visit our website at bna.com. You can read Alan's reporting on energy in Bloomberg BNA's Daily Environment Report, a source for comprehensive coverage of the day's top environmental news. Start a free trial of Daily Environment Report by visiting bna.com slash daily podcast. That's bna.com slash daily hyphen podcast. Parts Per Billing was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. 
The theme music for Parse Rebellion is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.